God has me going too many directions. I went, Lord, I can't go all that many directions in one place. But it's really interesting how when you start to study, and Janice knows, when you start to study something, you go so many places. And the, bo- the word is so rich. It's like, I don't have five hours, you know. It's so rich. So I'm so thankful that, that we, we can pray, we can ask him, you know, Lord, cover this. Help, help what you give me to be what you need to be able to walk out of here and go, I think I've got, you know, when the enemy hits us, it seems like he never stops. When he hits us, we go, no, we're standing in faith, believing God, and you need to take a hike. We have to be able to do that. And um, even what, what uh, Joyce had said about her family, she's standing in faith for her family, you know, to, to know the grace of God, to understand it's not about what you're doing, it's about who he is in us. So um, ah, I just, God's so good, God's so good. All right, so we're in Romans 5. But I want to read scripture out of 1 Peter 4. I'm just kind of open with this. We're in Romans 14, but verse 5. I'm sorry. I just left because I know I'm in Romans. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It says, Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. And we talked about that last time. It overlooks unkindness and selfishly seeks the best for others. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a special or spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as it is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the, div- the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. We do this by the strength which God abundantly supplies, so in all things God may be glorified, honored, and magnified through Jesus Christ. And I just felt like that was a really good scripture for what we're talking about because this is how God wants to see the body, you know, not thinking about itself and what, what, how will this help me? How will this make me better? Make people see me or do whatever those thoughts are. <clears throat> but God says to love. To un- it's an unfailing love. That, that's why it's different than ours. It's different than the love that we have for uh, each other. It can, I mean, it can be the same, but it has to come from God. So if we find ourselves in a place where somebody has done something or said something, and we didn't agree if we go the wrong way we can be angry we can be bitter we can be envious all the things of the flesh so i felt that this scripture kind of showed us this is what the spirit does this is how we walk we're not walking in the flesh we're not walking in 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 the bitterness and the anger jesus has taken that from us if we'll let him and so walking in the spirit and loving and being gracious, even when we don't feel like it, even when I don't know that person or I don't know if they're good or bad, you know how people are doing that now, are you right or wrong? It really does not matter. God loves all of us. 
and he's graced us. I thought this was really good. He's graced us with uh, spiritual talents and abilities that are all different, but we need to use those to love each other. Okay, because I mean, we can use them like when we're praying for people, we think of that as, you know, that's my gift or whatever. But God can use you however you're willing to be used. So if, if there's something that comes up and you don't feel adequate, it's called praying in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> God, you show me what to say. You show me what to do because I don't want to lean to my flesh. I don't want to talk out of what I think I know. I want to talk out of what the Spirit absolutely knows. Okay? So I thought that was a really good scripture to kind of start all of this because we're still kind of talking about uh, what Paul was talking to the Romans about. So Romans 14.5 says, One man esteems one day as better than another, while another man esteems all days alike. Let everyone be fully convinced, satisfied in his own conscience um, about these things. Uh, and Paul was willing to let that be the end of it. If, if you feel like you shouldn't do that, don't do it, you know. But what happens is, or if you feel like it's okay, you know, that's fine too. But what he was really wanting them to do was when you have something in you that has been put in you like the Jews did, you know, the law, they had the law, and so that's why the Jews were responding the way they were. The Christians, on the other hand, didn't have any of that law, so when the word came into them, they, they grabbed a hold of the freedom of grace and said, yes, this is awesome. So they didn't see anything wrong with eating meat that could be, you know, uh, prepared for idols or for... Um, uh, a day, like we have, you know, the, their days were sacred. They have all of the new moons and all they have all the the festivals, and so he was just wanting them to know that sometimes your conscience isn't it's 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 telling you to do something that isn't really what you need to do. I guess I want to say if it's the flesh, okay. When we have our conscience and we're spirit-filled and full of Jesus, there should be a difference that we want to hear that's God and not our flesh. I'm probably not explaining this very well. Let me know if I'm not filling anywhere you're going, anywhere this goes. <laughs> um, so what, whatever, I guess what, what Paul is saying, that by whatever you are fully convinced about then do that okay because at this time this is where you're at you know and the word says we're going to grow and we're going to mature and we're going to have things in our mind changed because of the word because of who jesus is in us right i mean that's that's true I, i've been saved since i was 16 and that's really changed over the years to find out oh i shouldn't feel that way about someone or I shouldn't have said that, or God loves me? Really? I mean, it gets real, more real to you, I think, as you are more walking with him. You really feel his love. You really feel his leading and his guiding, and that's what God wants us to hang on to. The flesh is what we have to let go of, our, our own thoughts, our own ways of doing something. Um, but the scripture says that 
even though he left it up to their conscience that whatever they did, they must be able to do it to the Lord. So not using the conscience thing and say, oh, my conscience says this, um, to be an excuse to sin. Don't, don't use that and say, well, that's the way I was taught or that's the way I was. And that's fine, but if you find out that isn't what the Word says, then that needs to leave. You need to say, okay, God, and we all have a family, families and we all have a childhood. So I know we all have these things that our parents or grandparents or, you know, this is what they thought. This is how it should be. This is just how it is. But it isn't. The flesh is not where we're at. We're now in the spirit. And so we need to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And I know it uses lusts and we think of other things, but even just wanting to say our own thing, you know, want to do our own thing instead of doing what God wants us to do. Um, <clears throat> I wrote down here, we're not to automatically adopt the convictions of others. So that's what I'm saying. Even though our parents might have said something or done something, or we had a really good friend or whatever, God is above that. So even if we have those thoughts, I've had those. I've learned a lot even with that. And God's saying, okay, this is not right. And so then he took me on a little journey and showed me what I needed to really do instead of just what I thought was the correct thing or what I had always done that way. Um, we need to give careful thought and prayerful consideration to the way, Jesus, to him, because he taught the way to the disciples. That, that was what he was doing, was trying to let them know, I know you've known this, but this is the way. This is the truth. I'm the life. Um, <clears throat> and the best way for us to do that is to live for the Lord alone. We all know that. Um, and to recognize that we're all at different points in our spiritual journey. That's the other thing I think that can really mess us up because it's like, well, why don't they know that? Well, you know what? I didn't know it either. And so when you look and you reflect back to yourself and then you find somebody who did, is doing the same thing you did, then have that grace, have that love to say, okay, God, I'm going to pray for him because I, I know what it's like to be in that situation, you know, and, and really wanting God, but I, am I doing the right thing? What, what is that? And that's what the Holy Spirit's so good about because you don't need Pastor Barry to walk around with you all day long telling you this is what you should do. This is how it is. We have the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Barry, you know, uh, emphasizes it and stands behind it, but the Holy Spirit is what's going to tell you the truth. You're going to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So that way, when you have things like this and you find them in you, there's a freedom there in the Holy Spirit. There's a freedom there when we say, God, okay, I don't want to be this way like I was. I don't want to be this way. I know what's wrong. Help me. Help me. Show me the steps I have to take. And it's usually steps, not one, just steps to be able to go, okay, now I understand what you're saying. And I want to hang on to that. I want to grab a hold of it. I want it to be a part of me. And that's all the Holy Spirit's ever wanting to do is to be a, have a hold of us, a part, to be there for us and for us to put that demand on him because we know we need him. Well, we can't do this by ourselves. Um, as, we, or my, as we commit to live for the Lord alone, 
we should strive to see our fellow saints as members of the same team, growing in grace just like we are. So that's kind of what I just said. We shouldn't be quick to offer personal judgments on believers who don't meet their personal meet our personal standards. This is how the world works. Like I said, that's how the world is. If you don't make me happy, then you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you're wrong because you feel this way, right? Okay. Um, but us as believers are full of the Holy Spirit and power. Power. Woo! Power. We are full of power. And so um, Paul was telling them to, to not look at their differences, um, but to rise above them as Christians, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. So even though they were going through all of this and, you know, they had some like this and some like this, go above it. That's what we have to do. If we rise above it in the spirit, then those things are not going to bother us and those differences aren't going to matter, you know. We can pray for somebody if we feel that we need to, but yet if they're on the journey and they're really pushing for God, they're going to find the answers. I mean, that's what God does because he wants us to want him. I mean, that's what we do when we got saved. I can't go back to that other. I, there's nothing back there. So why we fight it is just because we, it's in us. We have to get it. We have to get that out <laughs> and fill ourselves back up with the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, there's things that you don't do that you used to do, right? I know people, I know we, we see it like smoking or drinking and things that, that people do, but there's a lot of things hidden that we don't see. A lot of things that happen to us um, that we did our, to ourselves, somebody else did it. And when God starts bringing those things by the Holy Spirit up, that's, that's where we're learning. That's where we're growing. That's what God is saying about, okay, you need to let go of this because it's not me. Um, and the Holy Spirit will do that, and he will talk to you about it. He's talked to me about a lot of things. I'm like, really? You know? But yet when you look at it through the Spirit, you see the problem. If you're just looking by the flesh, you won't see the problem because your flesh is going, Woohoo! we're going to have a heyday, and I'm going to bring you down. Well, that's all the flesh ever did was bring me down. And we don't want to be brought down. We want to be lifted up. God says, I lift you up. I exalt. We exalt him in our lives. We exalt who he is so that when we have an issue, we know who takes care of it, right? Who takes care of it? God does. Yes, he does. But that has to be our thought. We have to go that way so that he can do that for us and help us because he's wanting us to believe that he is God, powerful God, awesome God. I love that song, bigger, better, stronger, greater. <laughs> I want to sing it at the top of my lungs. It's a great song. And, um, but it's truth. That's what's so cool about the songs we sing or the, the word we, re we read or the Holy Spirit when he leads is that's the truth. And we need that. We have to have that truth to stand. Um, oh, I was going to read this. This is James 1, 19 through 25. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, and slow to take offense and to get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. And there's more of this about being a doer of the word and not, a, and not just 
listening. So um, I thought that was important because when these people are, are coming against other people, there is no um, unity there. And so what this is saying is when you come against, when somebody's talking or whatever, um, especially, especially another Christian, somebody in church or somebody you know is a Christian, um, we need to not come against them quickly. This has been my scripture for a long time. The Lord knows me. <laughs> I want to say something before I should. Um, to let every man be quick to hear. We need to be a ready listener. We need to want to hear what God has to say instead of just what we say. Because um, we can agree with the word, but sometimes you just, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys know it. Sometimes you just let something, and you shouldn't. Um, slow to speak and slow to take offense and to get angry. So those right there, just that one verse is so powerful because the Lord teaches us how to do that. Um, he's teaching me how to listen, how to be able to comprehend when the Holy Spirit's talking or when it is the flesh or how to uh, answer someone by the Spirit because you want it to be God. If, if, they're, if you're praying for someone, you don't want it just to be your own mind. You want it to be by the Spirit of God. And... Um, and if we, if we do get angry, we have to know, we have to know that that is not of God. The only thing that we can be angry and sin not is righteous indignation. And that, that's coming against the enemy. Other than that, we are not to be angry people. We need to be people who want to hear what somebody else has to say or the Holy Spirit has to say. And it says that when you're a doer of the word, when you're obeying the message of what the word says, and not just listen to it. Let's see, he says, yeah. And not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes, him, observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he looks like. So what God is saying is when we, when we need to listen, when he's saying this, we need to listen. Um, we need to not be angry at people. When we do that, it's, it's, you're getting close to, to, the, um, to what the Lord does not want us to be. And it, it can go into sin because you are doing something God says do not do. And I know sometimes people upset us but we need to stop it there we can't be so angry that nobody can talk to us and we're just throwing everything or whatever we do um because if we are then we're not hearing god we're just being flesh we're just doing what we want and how we feel and god says don't do that because then the word isn't going to be able to if you understand the word of god's not going to be able to work in you if all you're doing is listening to someone and then just getting angry <clears throat> you didn't listen to what they had to say maybe they're trying to help you maybe god sent them to you to to help you with something and you don't want to hear it well that happens too but we need to hear what god has to say so <clears throat> having our family here having our church family <coughs> 
I know a lot of people always want to talk to the pastor. I mean, that's um, Janice could probably said too. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You need to talk to your pastors. That there is good. But if you have people that you know, <clears throat> like almost all of us have known each other for like 20 years, <clears throat> we trust, and that matters. It really matters to have people that you trust and that you know. Uh, Patty and I were talking about this yesterday. It's amazing how easier it is to pray over people, you know, and to witness to people, or like in uh, the Marigold thing. It's so cool to have a lot of people there that know, that you know and you can trust, and you don't have to go, well, what are you saying? Do I need to fix it? We don't do that. We know that person can handle it. God's got them, and he's and them, and they're going to say what they need to say. So... That's how we need to look at that. So to be a doer, to not just listen, but to really walk in the word. And if we are not, God's going to show us and he's going to help us because he loves us. It's not because he doesn't love us. Um, I think some, some people take God's corrections as, oh, I'm not perfect. And that's not true. He just wants you to be able to walk in the word so that the enemy can't have any place in you. That, that's, that's what the word says through all of here. If you're, if you're going with the word, if you're standing in the word, then the enemy can't come in a, and like a lion. He's just a lion roaring. He has no power over us. But if we give him that power, then we, then we have an issue. Then you're going to have a fight on your hands because he, want, he does not want to lose ground. <laughs> and you just gave him some. So that's why I'm saying we really need to keep that word in us, uh, pray it, sing it, declare it over your life at home. I love the little thing that says, I can do all things, you know. I, that's so important. Uh, who was, I think it was Patty. We were talking about prayers that availeth much. I know you've all heard of that. Well, that was our lifeline in the 70s, 80s. I mean, that was, we prayed that over our children. We prayed it over the church. We prayed it over what we were doing, uh, or God, maybe I'm not doing what I need to do. I mean, it was just our lifeline, but it was the word, and you could pray the word, and that that is so important. So if you don't have anything where you've got, you know, some scriptures, you've got some uh, prayers, whatever it is, but we need to declare that over our lives because the enemy wants to come in and steal what we have. That's all he can do. He can't take our spirits. <laughs> And, he, and we're all going to heaven, but he can really make it crummy if we let him. And we were not going to let him. Okay? Right? We're not going to let him? We're not going to let him do that. All right. Um, verse 6. I'm just kind of, I don't know, God kind of set this in up different. Um, he who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. He also who eats, eats in honor of the Lord. Since he gives thanks to God... While, while he who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So this is just Paul's I, way of telling them, when you pray over your food, when you, you know, pray, God, where do we go? What do we do? I don't know if you guys do that, but I do. It's like, God, where do I go? What do I do? And I and over my food. Um, it says, um, I wrote down, um, this scripture serves as a great reminder that none of us has a corner on commitment, and therefore we should not question another believer's motives. 
both thank God for the food and they that they received and both live out their convictions as an expression of their devotion to Jesus. The practical application for this is, is if we truly believe in God's right to rule, then let him deal with those who disagree with us. So if there's a disagreement, he's trying to help them. If there's a disagreement and you're not, you're not happy with what that person's doing, if they're doing it to the Lord if, in Jesus' name, if that's what they're doing, then God's going to take care of errors. He's going to take care of how they feel or what they did in the past. The Lord's going to work on that, just like he's working on us to, to get rid of things and to receive the word into our lives. So, um, oh, in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, it says, Now about food offered to idols. Of course, we know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these matters. In other words, y'all know how I feel about this. Yet mere knowledge causes people to be puffed up, to bear themselves lofty and be proud. But love, affection, affection, goodwill, and benevolence edifies and builds up and encourages one to grow to his full stature. And if you read more of that, it's, it starts talking about who you are, who you are in Christ. Because to, to his full stature is Jesus, okay? There's nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing better, nothing bigger, nothing than Jesus. So if we look to that, to his full stature, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're going towards is, Jesus, I need you here. I need you in my mouth. I need you in my heart. I need you in my day-to-day, -day, my family. We need him. And if we'll admit that and say, God, I just need you for everything. It's just, there's not one thing I want to go and do that I decided. Help me. And my sister-in-law makes such fun of me. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> you know Jesus too. I know she does. But she thought that was the funniest thing. She says, I don't understand why people go driving around at Kroger's and they're asking God for a parking spot. And I thought, well, let me tell you, I do it every time. <laughs> so that's right. But, but to me, that's, that, that just shows me where she's at. And we do that with our mouth. We do that with the way we are or what we do or how we do things. We can kind of give ourselves away, <laughs> you know, as to what we do believe. And she, I guess the answer to all that is God is... God is everything in my, in my life. That's my, that's my goal. God, you be everything in my life. If it's, if it's Kroger's, if it's whatever it is, my children, my, my grandbabies, my husband, whatever that is, it, everything has to go through you instead of, oh, yeah, I got this, God. And I know we don't do that, but I think we think that sometimes. Oh, I can do this. This poor woman, everything she does <laughs> But it's so, what do I want to say? So uplifting to me to know she's doing that in the Lord, that she's prayed about it. She knows I can't do this myself. We, we know that. But yet sometimes we decide it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. You know, oh, I, oh yeah, I think we could go. I think I could do that. And we find out it's just a trap and I shouldn't have done it. And so... <clears throat> If we are just wanting God for everything in our, in our life, physically, spiritually, socially, emotionally, financially, there's five things in you. That's who you are. 
Those five things, the enemy can mess in any of those, okay? He can, he can, he can do something physically, spiritually, socially, emotionally, or financially. And we have to have the protection of the Holy Spirit over our whole life. Because if he, does, if he can't hit us through here, he's going to try to find an area here. That's why it's so important to know everything in me goes through God. It doesn't matter what it is. Lord, I'm going to the grocery store. Keep me safe. You know, D's going out to work. Watch over him, Lord, because he wants to fall off of ladders. You know, just, but, but it's like my whole, and it's taken me a long time, girls, to get there. And I'm not there. I'm just saying I, I see the difference between my, my sister-in-law because she's just doing what she does. And she, I'm a Christian. Well, that's good. But her life is in the toilet, I'm sorry to say. And it's sad because I know she knows Jesus. So just accepting Christ is the beginning. It, never, it should never stop. Our want for him, our love for him, our desire for him in every area of our life, it should never stop to want him to be head. I mean, there are things in our life that he might be fourth or third or whatever, if you want to look at it that way or 10, or how you do that. But he just needs to be a number one on the top of it because that's going to save us. That's going to keep us. That's going to make us be able to walk and know that when I walk and I go here and, God, you ask me to do something, it's you doing it. It's not me. We, ha we had to go through that a lot, too. It, oh, look at, look at that. Pastor. They've put pastors on pedestals. Pedestals. Is that the word? Pedestals. Thank you. Um, and the poor men, I mean, they're men. They're, we're not perfect. And I'm not saying we'll all be perfect. I wish I was. But if we can strive, if I want to use that word, I hate to say that word, but if we can go after God, I guess I want to say, just go after Jesus. Lord, what would you do? Ask him, Jesus, what do I do in this situation? I know you've done that a lot with what God's doing in your life. And you want God in it. It can't be, oh, this is a me thing. Because if it is, it's going to fall. It has to be him, right? Right. There's no way I can get me in there. No, uh-uh, no. And it's true, right? You're absolutely right. And we need to, to understand that in every area of our life, that he has to be number one. Um, okay, how about verse 7? None of us, we're going to get through Romans, I'm just saying. None of us lives to himself but to the Lord. And none of us dies to himself but to the Lord. Uh, verse 8, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. Um, these scriptures together, they help us to understand from the beginning to the end of our life is connected to other people. It's a body of Christ. That's what the word says. We are a body. Um, Paul is reminding the Romans that no man is an island, that we have dedicated our lives to God and we no longer exist to serve our own agenda or follow our own path or goals. We make choices to honor him and we should include all of the choices we make in our life because he redeemed us from sin, he paid for us, with his blood, we were bought with a price. We also 
will continue to belong to the Lord after we die and enter eternity. These scriptures help us understand that from the beginning to the end, our life is connected to other people. I already read that. I'm sorry. Um, so everything we do is hooked to our body. I mean, it's hooked to the body of Christ and as a whole. And sometimes it's hard to see that as a whole, you know, when you have, you're just, it's, it's always like, oh, we're just out here in the middle of nowhere. No, God put us here. He's prospering, <laughs> prospering us and he's, He's adding to us daily. So if, if we realize that, I think that too will help us to understand how to, how to work with one another, how to be, um, I'll give you an example, <laughs> uh, Christmas, okay? And we decorate everything. And Beth is a really good at this, okay? I am not good at this. I just do what you tell me to do. And so that uh, Janice put hung something. What was it? A wreath, right? A wreath on all the windows. So we were getting all those up. It was great. We had all this stuff everywhere, and she's getting trees, and we were doing the church. <clears throat> and Beth, uh, I don't know. It just, it was just funny. But her and I learned a lesson. We put that wreath. We put it up there, and Beth wanted to add something to it. I said, "What are you going to do that for?" Well. It, why not? And I said, well, I don't know. And we got into conversation. <laughs> and then we pulled in Janice. We just had a really great conversation. And finally, Janice said, do what you want. Just do what you want. But that was so funny to because I've never done any of that with her, known her forever, but we've never decorated anything together. And it was just funny to hear that and know it really doesn't matter. You know, it, it might it might have mattered before, but you know, that's not worth me losing a friend because I don't know why she wants to put something else up there. And so I, I, the Lord brought that back to my memory. So I told him, told him, I said, am I just going to be the person who just lives my life out before all these women? But it's true. And it, happen, it can happen anywhere. It can. It's hard. I know it been hard for me to let go mm-hmm. just because I've done but and it's not like I didn't want anybody to help sure just throughout my whole life I've, I've been in churches my sister mm-hmm. had a church and and usually no one would step up sure. to do anything that's so right we just exactly did. exactly and, you know and it's like now it's like okay I've got people that wants to do stuff and I'm like okay, I'm, gonna, I'm letting go you mm-hmm. know and yeah that's been freeing it's been so because, because you know, we have to allow other people to have their giftings mm-hmm. yeah. and work in them. And you mm-hmm. guys just got it. God says, it's time for you to step back. I'm mm-hmm. relieving you and letting yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and in that, it is. It in is. that, too, Janice, there's a promotion. Mm-hmm. It's like God says, okay, I want you here, and you're down here. Yeah. I don't want you down here anymore. I want you here. And that was hard a little harder for me, a little harder for Deb, because we were the people who did it. Pauletta, her and I, nobody else would do anything. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? What, you know? And, and so when they came and I didn't, I hadn't seen Janice for 10 years. So I didn't, I didn't remember, you know, what she was like or what she wants to do or, you know, any of that. And to have somebody who knows how to do it, do all of that and do it well, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And Debbie goes, but I think we're supposed to help her. I said, 
<laughs> oh man, can I have just a little bit more rest before we start doing this again? But but I have seen the Lord do that. And and when he promotes, he puts people where they they need to start doing that kind of thing and be a part. And sometimes it's just simple like that. Okay, just come and help help do this. Come and help do that. Because then we find out what somebody's gifts are, um, what what they're uh, uh, wanting to do for the Lord, what God has put before them. Like with Rosemary, I know for a while I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I, and I know Debbie talked to her and Sharon, I know you've talked to a lot of people, but in the end you had to decide, am I going to, do I want to listen to God and do what he wants me to do? And you said yes. And that's, she said yes, and it just started flying. So, but that's what we have to do. We, we just have to let God do what he does in our lives. And if you take something like, I did kids for, I don't know, since I was 16, and the Lord said, you're done. And I went, really? I mean, I was just like a little bit like, oh. And it, it's like you said, you, you hang on to something because you're used to that, and that's where God has always had you. And so it wasn't hard because I had started doing it like a year before all of that happened and you guys came. And but I was like, okay, is it still the same? Am I letting go of this? And because that's, I don't know, it's just, it was just a part of me. And the Lord said, yes, it's okay. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I don't know how later, Sharon's like, do you want to teach it at night? We need to have some Bible stuff. I'm like, sure, I can do that. That's no problem because I'm not doing the kids. So the Lord did he does that for us. He helps us to know there's a promotion if you want to look at it that way. It's just, I want you here. I don't want you here. And I love the kids, and I'll still stay with the babies. But um, I pray for them, and I pray for Bree and Brian and everybody that's associated because I know God can move down there. I mean, the Holy Spirit moved. <laughs> it was just like Sunday after Sunday, he would show me something. And I'm like, I kind of miss that guy. <laughs> It's kind of nice to see, you know, him move. Come on. But but now it's in different things. Shut that off. Oh, I don't know. I got it shut down. I thought all the way, but <laughs> yes, I know. I'm gonna have to take this out there and show you what to do. <laughs> so so we really want what God wants for us, but once again, you have to let go of something God says let go of. And I was so glad that that He did that. He's very patient with me understanding it was really hard. I don't know that I want, that. do I want to do this? doesn't matter. I want you to let go. And so when you do that, just like Janice was sharing, when you do that, you realize, phew, you do feel freedom. And I do, uh, more so than I never really thought I would feel free in, in that respect, but I do. So, um, so whatever God has for us to do, we need to do it. And then when he says to move on, we move on, and we really need to, because when we do, <coughs> I think God surprises us with who he is in that place, because you're, you've moved to a different place, so you're hearing God differently. I know you are. You're hearing what you need to hear, and you're doing it. All of us do that. We're in a place now where we need to hear God, and we need to do what he's telling us to do, because time is short, and that could be 100 years, but I'm just saying people's lives are at stake. We need to be able to share the love of Jesus with them and uh, get them in the 
rapture, you know, get them going to Jesus. So, all right. Um, Verse 9. For Christ died and lived again for this very purpose, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Okay. Well, what am I doing? Oh, um, <laughs> I heard it all the way down to the bottom. It says it's up. Why does it keep doing that? It wants to talk to you. Therefore, whatever we do, we do it to the Lord, because Jesus is our Lord. That he might be Lord of both the dead and the living stems from his death and resurrection. We no longer exist to serve our own agenda or follow our own path or goals. We make choices to honor him, and we should include everything that that is. And I know I said that before, but I just I wanted to say it again. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, okay. Um, as such, he has the indisputable right to exercise lordship over believers. We also will continue to belong to the Lord after we die and in eternity. I think I said that too. Okay. Um, Oh, I didn't say the last one. As believers, we have to go from having Jesus as just part of our lives to having our very life and everything that concerns us revolve around him. And that's what I was talking about. My sister is, my sister-in-law is not doing that. She's doing the opposite. He, our lives need to revolve around, around what Jesus would do and how he would do it and when he would do it. Um, I know, I guess I found out timing is very important in the spirit, spiritual realm. And so sometimes <coughs> before uh, in church, I could come to church and I knew exactly where the spirit was moving. I knew who was going to have a word. I knew what was, ha- you know, that was going to go. It was just like every Sunday I just knew. And for years, and I mean, Don was still alive. Um, and then all of a sudden, that went there. And I thought, did I do something? I mean, you know, because you don't know. But I think God was moving me on, and that was going to change, and things change. And we have to be ready for that, to, to be willing to, to let him do that. <clears throat> but one day, I don't know, I'm, I was never with Jim, but for some reason, I was, he was around. <clears throat> and I said to him, <clears throat> you know what? I said, I don't have that where I can know where the spirit's going you know and who's going to say or doing and he looked at me and he goes i don't have that either anymore i'm like oh well that's good okay i feel better because i just thought what does that mean you know but then you realize that god is moving you just like jim and michelle you realize god's saying this is what i want you to do and so he wasn't that just wasn't where god had he moved him and um, so I felt I felt good about talk, talking to him about that because I had asked, said something to him before. I was like, why? Why do I know this? And goes, well, just keep praying into it. You know, just whatever God shows you, just pray into it. Okay, I am, but I just wondered, you know, why that was there. And um, but now the, it's just different now. It's a little the the atmosphere's different, but the leadership's different. And that and I think. We, as being here forever, needed to know to know that so that we could <coughs> um, be done with the old and move to the new. And sometimes we all need to do that. We just need to 
be able to say, okay, here I am, God, I'm yours. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Um, and that's what he was telling these people. You guys really need to realize that Jesus has got this, that he's told us what to do, and his way is the right way. So we don't need to be fighting about food or we don't need to be fighting about a special day. Let it go. It's not um, life or death. It's Jesus and Jesus and Jesus, you know. All right, <clears throat> verse 10. <coughs> Gosh, we might get there, girls. What time is it? Oh, we might. Okay, verse 10. But why do you criticize and pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you, why do you show contempt? You look down upon and despise your brother. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. <clears throat> I didn't realize that show contempt meant to look down and despise someone. That's really not. That's awful. That's flesh. Okay? And when you look at it now, you think, why would somebody ever do that? <clears throat> and that's why Paul brought it up. He was trying to tell them and, and get them to understand that you showing contempt for these people when God loves them. God saved them, and yet you're looking down on them. Um, despise is a powerful word. I thought, man, you weren't being nice about this. You were really being hateful. <clears throat> so Paul was trying to tell them, everybody, individually, gets to stand before Christ. <clears throat> um, I just want to say a little bit, and then we're going to talk about that. The, the use of both of the, of the different words that Paul used, he was applying strict, the word strict, um, to, the, um, to the Jews, and freedom to individuals, to the other individuals, the Christians, the Gentiles. <clears throat> the strict Christian found it easy to judge his brother, writing him off as an unspiritual meat eater, a compromiser. The free Christian found it easy to show contempt against his brother, regarding him as an uptight legalist. So, um, Paul is trying to tell them to stop, stop this. You, you, you should not be doing these people um, and treating them this way <clears throat> because Jesus is Lord of all of us. So <clears throat> this, is, this was what I, I thought it was a little bit more. I think he's really getting to the point where it's you people need to listen and understand. You are putting down people that God loves. They've asked, him, they've asked uh, Christ into their life. And they want to change. And right now they're having a difficult, this is a difficult thing for them. I can understand the Jews and I can understand the, the Gentiles. But people weren't trying to do that. So the other people, each other, not only each other, but then the other people who were saved were, were I, I just can't imagine, although I've probably done that, is to look down on somebody just because of one little thing. And I know we've probably done it. 
but to understand how powerful that is and how the enemy could use that to really destroy a life where they would never think, oh, I don't want to be a Christian if that's what it means. And that's happened a lot, unfortunately. That just like what um, Sister Joyce was talking about with, you know, her mom and her sisters, and you got to wear long dresses and you got to do this and you got to do this. All of that brings contention. And that's what the enemy wants. If we're looking at that and we're thinking about that, we're not thinking about what does that person need? How do I pray for them? How do I love them? What can I do for them? <clears throat> so this scripture, <clears throat> above all of them, I thought was really a picture for us to keep in our hearts, in our minds about, I do not want to be that way. I do not want to judge people just because they're not doing what I think or what somebody else thinks. I've done that. I've, I, I don't know why, but it was, seems like if somebody does something to somebody I like, then I can have a grudge against them. Or I can, and I thought, Lord, what is that? That's, that's been recent. And I'm like, what happened? Why would that be? It, it, it is, and I know better than to take offense. And so I was like, it's sometimes, and it, it happens so subtle, I'm like, hmm, I know I'm not supposed to be that way, God. The enemy's just messing around, okay. But, but I had to stop for a minute because I never, when you hear about not taking offense, you don't want to do it because it just lets the enemy go everywhere. And so doing that, I didn't think I had done that because it wasn't to my friend, it was to her friend. I'm like, okay, well, we don't want to do that either. So God goes deeper. I mean, wherever, wherever we go, whatever we think, where, whatever's going on in our life, he goes with us. And he helps us to be able to do not the flesh part, but the spirit part. And to let that flesh die. Because I, I didn't even think that was in me. I, I think that's why it surprised me. I'm like, I don't do that. Why would that? But it was just a thought. I'm not saying I did anything, but it was a thought. And I thought, no, that's not who I am. And I think we need to know who we are. That is not who I am. I don't think that way about people. I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel accepted. Um, and, and know that that's where it comes from, is through Christ. I can't love you unless I do it through the Lord. And I want to do it through the Lord. No, I can't do it through my flesh. Um, <clears throat> and I know you've probably all had that. It's just, I just thought this was very valuable to us to understand and to make us think about it, you know, instead of just reading that scripture, really think about, have I done that, God? Have I, have I just judged someone because of what they did or what they wore or how they talked or, you know, forgive me. Don't, don't let me take offense against someone just because they're different. I don't want that. So I just wanted you to kind of know that, that, that to me was really, uh, a powerful thing because I did not realize that's what that meant you know that contempt is so awful like that so okay verse 11 <clears throat> for it is written as I live says the Lord every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess will swear allegiance to God acknowledge him in his honor and to his praise and there's a quotation on with verse 11 from Isaiah 45:23. It emphasizes the fact that all will have to appear before God in humility and give account for himself before God so that 
so we should let God deal with whatever we see or whatever's going on. So anytime somebody doesn't agree with you, <laughs> let it go. It, it's okay. They can have their thought. Now, if you think it's really bad or you think it's something that the enemy's trying to do, that's different. But this was just food. This was just a day. This was just what they were used to. And so when people start coming into this church, there's going to be a lot of things that they think is okay. I mean, there's a lot of things. We see that in the world all, all the time. They just think it's great. It's fine. But it really isn't. It's not what God says to do. So what we're doing when, when we ask people, do you want to know Jesus, is do you want to lose your old life and find a new one? Do you want to find where you have peace and, and grace and love and um, uh, all the other ones? Joy, uh, <laughs> love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, self-control, and faithfulness. Do we want that? That's what the Spirit gives to us is those gifts of of who God is and how we can love him before in the flesh that's not what that that was not in us and um, we could love but it wasn't God's love it was just you know fleshly you know if you love me I'll love you kind of thing I guess I want to say so um hallelujah um to do, to do, to do. I'm going to try to think I want to do this because we've got time. I can read this. Um, he, where is it? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Philippians 2. Like I said, you go everywhere, and I'm trying to pick the one that I think God wants me to talk about. I thought this was really, really a good one, if I can find Hebrews. There we go. Hebrews 2. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Philippians. <laughs> I'm sorry. Philippians well, I meant Philippians. <laughs> and then I went to the next one and saw Hebrews. Sorry. Let's find Philippians. Sorry about that. What chapter? Uh, 2. Philippians 2.1. Try the beginning. Okay. I think that's what I wanted. Maybe I did type it wrong, girls, you think? Well, why is this there for if there's any... Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I even have a marker, but it's on the bottom. That's why I didn't see it. Um, I thought this was really a good way to see... Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I come, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of moving a little bit. I, I wanted to talk about um, who Jesus was and, and see a little bit of him. So it says, By whatever, whatever appeal to you there is in our mutual dwelling in Christ, by whatever strengthening and consoling and encouraging our relationship in him affords, by whatever persuasive incentive there is in love, by whatever participation in the Holy Spirit we share, and by whatever depth of affection and compassionate sympathy. Wow. Fill up and complete my joy, and this is Paul, by living in harmony and being of the same mind and one in purpose, having the same love, 
being in full accord and in one harmonious mind and intention. I like the amplified. I'm sorry, that's where I am. Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, lowly, lowliness of mind, let each regard the others as better and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. Let each of you esteem, look, and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interests, but also each for the, uh, the interests of others. So I thought that was a really a good picture of what, how, how Paul put that in there for us to see Christ. That if we're not sure, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm being hateful or if I'm being um, judgmental, uh, that if it's, if it's, I don't know, I guess I would just use this for me to just say, okay, am I walking in love? Is that what the love I'm walking in look like? You know, because sometimes the enemy just wants to come in and lie to us and say, well, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that way. No, it's really not because I don't think that's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it really helps us, I think, to be able to keep ourselves in line with the word, with the spirit. Because if we don't, then when somebody says something about, oh, that's okay. And it could be a Christian person too. So, oh, no, that's all right. You can, you can do that. You feel that way. Well, I know that I can wear sandals in church, and I know I can, you know, put toenail polish on it. But maybe I'm not so sure about that. what that person said was okay. We really need to know what the Word says, to look it up, to find it, to make sure that it's, it's Christ-like. Because that's our whole goal, is to let people see Christ in us. That's what's going to make them see a difference in us and other people. Um, and like he says here, that we do it, we do everything we do as unto the Lord. So when, um, let's see here, I was reading 11, right? Um, so each of us has to give an account of himself, give an answer in reference to the judgment seat of God. The judgment seat of Christ will not be about salvation. God will not respond to the account we give of ourselves here as to whether or not we deserve heaven. That decision was already made by those who are in Christ. So we made the decision to know Christ, so we're good. We're going to heaven, and we'll be rewarded um, for that. Uh, let's see here. The decision was already made by us. Okay, When we came to him in faith, believers' works will be tested by fire and will be reward and we will be rewarded for those that remain. Christ is only concerned with believers, rewards and positions in the kingdom. So sometimes when people read some of this stuff it's like, "Oh, I'm going to have to tell him all my bad stuff and everything I did." No, Jesus already took it away. Yeah. 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 He's already done that. When we accepted Christ, he covered us with his blood. And his blood is righteous. So because of that, we don't have to worry or be concerned when we ask the Lord to, to, to save us. 
then he took, it says our sin is as far as from the east is to the west. So he doesn't even see it anymore. And sometimes that's really hard to think, you don't see this. He does see it, but he loves us. He covers us with the blood so that we know and we can respond to him in love and grace and be believers of who he has made us to be. Um, I thought it was interesting that Paul, Paul put this in here after he just did what he did with the other with the guys you know with the 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 Gentiles and the Jews but I I think he's trying to emphasize okay you guys might not you guys might are really treating these people like they don't know Jesus but they do so you have to realize that they're going to be standing right alongside you when when you stand before Christ so you can you can you can judge them but there's no reason to do that don't do that to your brother and your sister. And I think we have to learn how to be a family. It, to me, he was just trying to get these people to work together because um, division is what the enemy works in. If he can get, get me to be upset with somebody and I don't want to come to church, that's, that's what he does. So I have to know, I, I don't know, everybody has years, but I had a year where it was like, I don't want to go to church. I don't really want to be there. And I don't know what was going on at the time, but it was like I was still doing nursery or uh, teaching. And I had to be here, you know. But my heart wasn't in it. And I'm like, what? what is going on? Why do I feel like I don't want to do this? And I was always in the Word because I was teaching. And so the Lord always teaches the teacher before he teaches the kid. And so I'm like... He's, he's trying to tell me something, <laughs> and I'm going to get it. I don't, I don't know what, why I, you know, why. And um, just letting, just knowing that, I guess I want to say, just knowing that God was working. And I, I didn't know why. I didn't know what the purpose of it was, but I knew he was. It was, it was okay to surrender to that and to let God do whatever it was, whatever he had to change, whatever I needed to know um, to be able to teach the children better and more about the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Whatever that was at that time, um, and, and I can't tell you specifically because I don't remember it, but the Lord wanted me to share that I had to go through that. I had to let God do in me what he needed to do so that when I spoke to the children, I was speaking the truth. I understood it. I heard it here, not just up here. Because sometimes we have uh, people's thoughts or, you know, or somebody said something good, like a Pastor Barrick said something good, and it sticks with you. There's usually a reason. And when that happens, you need to, to, to meditate on it, <laughs> chew it. Just, I always told the kids, chew it, just chew on it. You know, say it over and over, speak it out loud, you know, just, just let it get in there so that whatever the power in that word has for you will get in there and it will show you, it will reveal to you and it will help you make another step. And that's how I think I've lived my whole life since then was, okay, God, I don't understand it. I don't know what it is, but please just let me give it to you so you can show me what I need to do in this situation. And we all have situations. We all have families. We all have people coming and going. People have different uh, values, different things they've been taught. 
And yet, God's grace is so sufficient. He loves us so much that in that grace, we can stand. And even if, if we feel like, boy, I'm really down here on the totem pole in this, God sees us. He loves us the same. And I think that's what he was trying to say. God loves you all the same. There is nobody better or worse than anybody else. That's the flesh. That's what the flesh wants us to do. Are you up here? Oh, this is great. This is who you are. No. <laughs> that isn't what God's about. God, God is about us being a family, us being a joint, heirs with Jesus, helping one another, letting our gifts help each other, um, being in a position of authority in Christ so that we do know who we are and we do know that we can stand against the wiles of the enemy and say no this is my body you're not getting in here you're not touching my body you're not going to touch my mind my will those five things in my life physically spiritually socially emotionally emotionally and financially no those don't belong to you and so doing that will help you grow too it'll help you be more willing to stand knowing you know where Jesus is? Right here. Right here. There were there was years I just was like, I'm just seeking your face, God. I'm just seeking your ways. And I felt him when I would shut my eyes, come in church, and I would shut my eyes, I could feel him right here. It was like my hands were right he was right there. I'm like, oh that I you don't want to move. You don't you don't want to open your eyes. You don't want to, you just want to be in his presence. And, and that's what he wants from us. He wants us to want that so much, to just be in his presence, be who I can be for the people that I love, my family, my church, my church family first, my family, because most of them are gone. I only have one left. But my family, my church family, those two things are together. These are the people that you have put me with that have helped me. I, you know, iron, iron sharpens iron. That's, that's, that's a good thing. That's what I wanted. But you have to want that because God doesn't push himself on us. He doesn't say, okay, Barb, now you need to learn how to do this. So here you go. He doesn't do that. And so learning to hear his spirit, learning to listen to him and do what he's asked us to do, even if we don't understand it or comprehend it, but having that love, that big, big love that he has for us and letting it come through we won't ever have to deal with this you know there won't be a time where the lord or the enemy can come in and say well you need to not like them anymore because they wore that or they did that or they said that or somebody did something that was really dumb and i don't know why they did it you know why bearing janice let him do that well, i don't know just go with the flow here you know so it, it there's just so many things the enemy can come against us our minds but we have to say no. We have to say, no, I'm going with the spirit. I'm not going with the flesh. And, and you, we all know what the flesh sounds like. It's always going to be against what God wants. So if you hear something, you know, that's not God talking to me. That's, that's the spirit of the enemy, and he's under my feet. If we know that, if we know that Jesus put him under our feet, then we can keep him there. But we, but that's how, we have to do that. That's our choice. I mean, we're individuals. Jesus isn't you know, we aren't puppets. So we have to make that choice to do that so that we can hear him and do what he wants us to do. Because this place is going to be packed. It's going to be packed, girls. 
and we're going to find somebody else. And so when that happens, when people start coming in, we want to be able to talk to them, to love them, to make sure they know that Jesus loves them, to, to be able to, to share who Jesus is for them. You know, start learning some of those scriptures. I know Romans is usually the place where they talk about being saved and stuff. There are scriptures here that you could learn and have for a lifetime, and they will come back and they will help you to be able to minister to somebody. And I know you know that, but I'm just saying, keep doing that. We need to keep doing that. I, I need to keep doing it, even though some of it doesn't stay. The ones that I learned long ago still come up. So I'm going with them. <laughs> I'll get the rest of them to come up. But God, is, it's, that's important for us because God sees that. And he's like, come on, come on, it's okay. Come on, you're my, you're my babies. Come on, let's go. And when he does that, he's loving on us. He loves us so much. Um, I think I read everything, girls. Did I get through 12? Right? Yes. Okay. Well, I did write in here, 2 Corinthians 5.10. Indeed, in view of this fact, what once had splendor, the glory of the law in the face of Moses, has come to have no splendor at all because of the overwhelming glory that exceeds and excels in the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus. I thought that was awesome. Yay, God. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at Jesus' face. We're looking into the gospel. We're looking into what he said, what he did, who he was, um, into the, the prophets after him, like Paul and Peter and all those. So knowing that, that that splendor, that they saw that glory, we can see that glory in Jesus. And I can see it in other people because they have Jesus. So that's real. I thought that was really, really good that the, the glory of God, the face of God, it, it just brought back searching, you know, seeking. Lord, I just need you. I know everything's going to be okay if I just have you. There's a song like that. I just need you. I just have to have you. And when our hearts are like that, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get what God wants us to have. And he's going to lead us and guide us in our steps, where we go, what we do. But it's so important to keep ourselves there, to just every day have a scripture, every day pray in the Holy Spirit. There's just so many things that can help us to be where we need to be and let the, let the flesh be under our feet because we don't, that isn't going to help us at all. But the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to revive us, refresh us, renew us, um, give us um, sp spiritual ideas, uh, uh, the gifts, to use the gifts. I never thought I could use the gifts outside of church, <laughs> you know, but by golly, they work out there. I was like, that's really awesome. But that, that too can be a, a thing you think. Oh, well, I don't want that to come out there. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. And I've watched people go, oh, because I've asked, you know, can I pray with you? Uh-huh. But after the prayer, they're like, wow. So they felt God. They knew this was not just a person. I don't got nothing. But God, God's giving something to you. I had, I'll end with this. I had a lady that I work with. She was Catholic. That didn't matter, but she was. And um, 
I loved her. She's still alive. She's fighting cancer right now. And um, we worked together for quite a while. And um, it was so funny. Because I prayed for people. as just who I was. And if I was sitting in my little cubby, I always had people coming. Because I would tell them. They'd say, how, I would say, how's your day? You know, and he'd, they'd, you know how that is. Well, I'll be praying for you. Really? Oh, yeah, you know. So then I started having people coming to my cubby. And she would see this. <laughs> so we had a couple people that had really bad things, like a, a wreck or, or someone was ill, you know. And she knew everybody. She was real social. I'm not real social. And so <laughs> she would come, Barb, we've got to pray. I said, okay. So here's all, I mean, she, all of these girls, I, I know probably half of them didn't want to. But we're all in a group. <laughs> and we're holding hands and we're going to pray. I said, this is fine. I thought she was going to pray. She goes, okay, Barb. I went, oh. <laughs> and I tell you what, every time. In fact, I had two people say, well, I'll pray. <laughs> and and Monty was like, no, Barb's praying. <laughs> and I thought, she feels something. She knows there's power behind this prayer. And I believe what I'm saying. I know that God's going to. And he did every time. This one guy's uh, brother was in a really bad motorcycle accident and they didn't think he was going to live and Blake was just beside himself and I said we're going to pray and we did and he's alive and I thought God you are good but so you can't you don't always have to preach to people I guess what I'm saying you can just really love them enough to say do you need prayer today or something going on what you know if you God will tell you he he knows what people need and if you're willing to just love them he will do amazing things, amazing things. And he did that all the way through when I was working. It was so fun. I think that's one of the reasons I kind of didn't want to work, not work, because the Lord has said, that's your mission field. This is where I have put you, and I want you to mission anybody you can, you know, just, you know. I'm like, okay, I will. I will do that. And they all knew. They, I don't know how they knew. I moved, and they still knew. We can go to her, and she's going to pray over it. Yes, I am, and God will do it, you know. I had a, a, another a friend that I worked with, and uh, she had, um, her mom had cancer, and it didn't look good. And, and so that was the first time that the Lord said, you need to pray with her. And so we just went in a little cubby and shut the door, and I said, uh, Jenny, I said, I know this isn't good, but we're going to pray, and God's going to do a work. And I'm like... And you are going to do a work, right, God? You're going to do a work. I thought, I'm going to believe this because I do believe this. And I wanted her to believe it. So we held hands and I prayed over her mama. Do you know her mama came around? She's doing well. I mean, she had some other issues too, you know. But so now <laughs> she had a little boy and her little boy had some issues. And so she came to me and I knew why. And she said, he's just not. He's just not doing well. He's got some allergies or just some things that they weren't sure about. And I said, well, then let's just pray for him. Let's just pray. And so I knew that's what she wanted. And she could have asked. But it was just like, I just want to tell you about, I can't think of his name now, poor little guy. But, but he was suffering. And, and she knew that God had done that for her mama. And so God was going to do that again. And so it's that kind of thing, I think, that really helps you understand why it's so important to know the word. Because if you don't know the word, you can believe it, 
but but when you speak it forth then that power goes out and and they have something to hang on to they don't need to hang on to me they need to hang on to christ because he's going to be their answer 